Josh, what does your watch say? Party time? Party time. It's a time to party. It's a time well to... thinking. That what what should we call that voice when Chris gives us the unction? Yeah, that's the uh, is that your supposed. All right, here's what it's from. Or is that here's a... what it's from. I'm I'm. Please don't anybody lose respect for me from this. There is a character in The Simpsons. When I watched The Simpsons as a teenager uh, in the 1990s. Yes, uh, there's when a character. I it before I was saved, a character named Duffman. No, I will, I will, I will wholeheartedly argue that there is some fantastic writing. Uh, Phil Hartman and uh, Conan O'Brien, both involved with that show, both fantastic comedians uh, in in their in their own ways. Uh, Conan as a writer and Phil as a writer performer. But there's a character called Duffman, and Duffman would come into scenes, and it, he would be like the Kool Aid guy, but he'd be like. Who wants to party? <laughs> and that, that would be Duffman showing up, and he would be throwing out this Duff beer apparel everywhere and, and so forth. And uh, so I don't advocate for the consumption of alcohol. I don't drink any alcohol whatsoever. If you're a Christian drink alcohol, please don't get drunk, and that's the, uh, that's the prohibition you have there. That being said, uh, the character is absolutely hilarious, and the voice is perfect to use for that type of thing. So when you hear that, who wants to party? That is uh, Duffman. Ah, being yes. channeled. So, well, sorry to disappoint you all because it's it's really not time to party. It's just time to think. Which can be a party in your mind. <laughs> a time. To Don't think. short sell it, Josh. Don't short sell it at all. A time to think. The party in your mind. <laughs> wow. You may see a changed graphic going forward. We must really believe in ourselves if we think <laughs> that a time to think is a party for your mind. This is. Christopher Tillman, I'm Josh Holland. Chris is a pastor in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, and I pastor in Wausau, Wisconsin. We started a time to think because we believed in partying. People in our current society uh, had loud, uninformed, <laughs> quick, reactive opinions on things. We call that the news, Josh. Yes, or your Facebook, your local Facebook feed. Yes. And or late night talk show hosts. Just every time anything happens, there's a loud opinion, often uninformed, quick reaction. And we thought to ourselves, what if instead of doing that, we set aside time to process through these things, to think through these things, so that maybe this is a podcast that's going to be reacting to something four to six weeks afterwards. But instead of being a quick, impassioned, uninformed reaction, it's going to be a... Measured, reasonable. Measured, yeah. careful uh, helpful, we we hope, and awesome. Well, you know, awesome is a is a byproduct, as Francis Grimke says. Kind of, we're not looking to be a good podcast, but a helpful podcast we'd like to be. And if yeah. we're good at the same time, that'd be nice. And we're, if we're awesome, it's even better. Yeah, that's uh, each of us. Your moms write in and say you're awesome. Yeah. So that's how we know. So this is a time to think, a time for thoughtful, careful engagement with issues in the culture and the church. We have been in a series uh, called The Five Vowels of Healthy Church Membership. You might call this episode an appendix to that series. Oh, or epilogue. An epilogue, because it ain't a vowel. I don't have a vowel for you today. Yeah, that's correct. Just a couple consonants, G and S. Today's episode is brought to you by the letters G Mm. and S. So we talked mostly in the five vowels, uh, attending, engagement, invitation, offering, and using your gifts. A lot of those had to do with 
what do we do when we're together? Yeah. I think maybe in using your gifts, we started to inch towards what do we do outside of the Sunday gathering, outside of a Bible study type thing. Because if right. if you're talking about hospitality or service, those types of things, these are we're starting to get outside of the the weekly gathering aspect of the Christian life. Um, Which, to be clear, the Christian experience is much, much more than simply coming to things on Sundays or Wednesday. Uh, but it's certainly not less than that. Yeah, and I, you know, you mentioned if you haven't listened to A, A E and I and O and U, like, wow, I'm teaching my son numbers, but apparently not letters. If you haven't listened <laughs> to A E I O and U, then uh, U O us. Oh wow, Josh! And listen, because Chris, you made the point multiple times on those first five podcasts that each of the vowels is going to offend each of us in some way. Right. We can't attend without engaging. We can't engage without attending. We We can't can't invite without attending. You're going to invite somebody, you're not going to show up. I mean, what a hypocrite, right? You can't just offer but not use your gifts. You don't just use your gifts. And not engage with others. Right. And so all of these, they're they're symbiotic. They work together. Yes. Good Um, word. And all of them are for the mutual upbuilding of the church. And a lot of times that's going to happen in gatherings, right? Right. Um, but the church gathered also scatters for a large part, part of the week. Uh, and I, I like the phrase, the church scattered, because I think it communicates something very important. Um, that, that by nature of what the church is, is an entity that comes together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I really dislike phrases like go be the church. Right. Uh, to me, it communicates that really what the church is, is mercy ministry or, you know, doing something outside of the gathering. Right. Um, n- not that there's not things to do outside of the Sunday gathering, but the phrase be the church, it, it, it's, I think it's an unnuanced, unclear thing to say. Mm-hmm. And it communicates, hey, the thing that you're doing when you're gathering is not really that important. Um, whereas what we're trying to communicate is actually uh, in Deuteronomy, it was man, woman, and child assembled before the Lord. Mm-hmm. At Mount Sinai in Exodus, it was the nation of Israel assembled before right. the Lord. People in synagogues were assembling together. People were coming to the, the temple to worship together. Yeah. Letters were written in the New Testament to churches as they gathered right. in homes. Um, and so the church gathered is absolutely necessary um, but then the church scatters, and it's still, the, the members that scatter are still members of the church. And members one of another, right? And members one of another, just like when I leave my wife for work, my, my mar- you might have my marriage scattered, but I'm still married, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I might operate independently to some degree throughout the day, but I don't operate as a single man. Right. And, and so I think that's helpful here is we have the church gathered, just like when me and my wife are married at home. Uh, we're together versus the church scattered, which is we're operating somewhat independently, yet we're still tied. And your identity is still bound up in the other, right? So uh, do you have any reflections on the idea of the church gathered versus the church scattered as terminology to use? Yeah, I mean, I think there are unhealthy ways that people can approach both those. I mean, you, you brought up the idea of um, go be the church and how that can be kind of, I mean, it sounds cool. <laughs> like go be the church, sounds like a very spiritual thing to do. But in reality, it's, it's betraying some fundamental truths about what the church is. By the same token, you know, I, I, I grew up, quote, going to church. Mm-hmm. And I try to be careful. You know, and it's, it's not like it's a sinful thing to say, I'm going to church on Sunday, okay? Just to be clear. 
but I try to be careful when I, when I speak to my children, especially, but just generally speaking, when I speak with others and I say, I'm going to corporate worship on Sunday, sure, right? Because when we gather, we are gathering as a body to worship together. And so Sunday mornings are very important because that's where the body gathers. You're not going to church because you are part of the church. If you're a Christian, you are part of the local church. At least you should be. Uh, if you're listening right now and you are a professing Christian and you are not part of a local church that faithfully teaches the word of God, I'd invite you, please contact us, uh, send us an email. Uh, maybe you consider yourself part of even our church. Uh, you might attend regularly, but you feel like you want to be more a part of the church. Please send us an email, Pastor Josh at downtownmissionchurch.com, Pastor Chris at downtownmissionchurch.com, because we believe so strongly in what we're talking about right now that being the church means you are the church wherever you are, and yet you are the church as you are gathered, you are the church as you are scattered, your identity is bound up in that reality. And so to go to church kind of doesn't make sense because you are the church, you are the body of Christ, but the body of Christ gathers in certain distinct uh, ways throughout any given week. Just yeah, as the body of Christ. I've tried to talk in terms of gathering probably yeah. in the past two years. Yep. This is what we're doing as we've gathered. Gather on Sundays, yeah. When you when we come to, to, to the gathering, yep. and maybe you think that's fluffy terminology, but it's it's an attempt to not to not distort things by saying that 310 North 4th Street, the old Fillmore, right. is the church. But it does happen to be where the body of Christ at Downtown Mission Church, Wausau, gathers right. regularly on Sundays at 9 a.m. Yeah. And so we're coming to the gathering, which happens at the church's building. Yeah. Um, I'm a little bit more okay with saying to the church. Um, and I'll say it too because it's common parlance, yeah. but at the same time, I think it helps to season our conversation. We say things like the gathering or to corporate worship because what we're really doing is we're helping people understand that the time that we're spending there is a time that is uniquely marked out by togetherness mm -hmm. because the rest of the week we're not together. And so the time we get together is very, very important because out yeah. of all the hours in any given week to, to think we have a handful of hours that are carved out to be with each other as the body of Christ, uh, where we have the ability to attend, engage, invite, offer, use our gifts in, in very pronounced ways. And obviously you can do this outside of these specific gatherings, but man, this is, this is really your primary platform to at least start putting your seeds in the ground to see these things happen. Yeah, you mentioned the the amount of time difference. This is something that's gotten me thinking about the church gathered versus the church scattered is, you know, I think if if you take out uh, work time and sleep time for the average person, you're left with something like, is it 100 hours? Something like that. And if you are involved in a church, let's say you come to church every Sunday and that's an hour and a half each Sunday, and maybe you stay a little bit after that, and then you go to a Bible study. Maybe you're doing four hours a week on average in church engagement gathering. Right. That's still nearly 100 hours where you're scattered. And yeah. so you, there's something very important that happens when you're gathered, but there's so much time that happens when you're scattered. Right. And then if you include the work time, because you're still a Christian at work, mm -hmm. then that's even more time um, where you... Are, and maybe that maybe that hundred actually includes the work time. I'd have to go back and check my math on that. Uh, but the point is that there's something beautiful and unique and necessary and vital to the church that happens when we gather. And there's so much time that happens as we're scattered. So what does it mean to to be a healthy member of a church when when you're scattered? Um, I think 
I think one thing I was processing through as I preached recently is uh, there's this passage where Jesus is talking to the apostle Peter, and he actually calls him Simon. Uh, and, uh, and I think what he's doing there is he's humbling Peter. Peter means rock. Peter's a big deal. Jesus has told Peter he's going to build his church on Peter. Um, but Peter's about to deny Jesus. Yeah. And it seems like Jesus is saying, Simon, Simon, you're the guy I found on the boat. Mm. And you're about to act like the guy yeah. that I found on the boat. You're not actually all that strong. You're, kind of, you're, mm-hmm. you're a weak man to some degree. Uh, and Satan's going to tempt you. Uh, and, and he's going to win to some degree, but, but I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail. Yeah. And the product of that is so that Peter could go strengthen his brothers. Yep. And we see that's absolutely necessary in the book of Acts when Peter's going to be in prison with John, mm-hmm. strengthening his brother. They're going to go back to a prayer meeting with the church. He's going to strengthen. Uh, right. he, he's going to be involved in so much of the early church. He's going to be writing letters to suffering and persecuted yeah. people. He's going to be strengthening his brothers. And... Um, and I think what, what we can gain from that is uh, Jesus, you know, there's a measure of strengthening we get as we gather. Maybe you go about your week and you're a single person who works in a heavily non-Christian environment. Mm. And so, you know, you don't have Christians in your home. Yeah. You don't have Christians in your workplace. You have very few Christians on your social media feed. But when you come to the gathering, man, finally, I'm around yeah. some people who know what I know about mm-hmm. who Jesus is, what he's promising to do. There's a strengthening that comes there. There's yep. a strengthening that comes in singing before the throne of God above. I have a strong and perfect plea, mm-hmm. the great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and bleeds for me. There's a strengthening that comes from the Lord's Supper as right. you see and taste the body broken for you, the blood mm-hmm. shed for you. There's a strengthening that comes in just the vibrance of community and conversation. Yeah. Strengthening it comes to the gathering so that you can go scatter and strengthen others. Because you know you're going to have to. I mean, you can't spend yeah. your entire week gathered, so scattering will happen. And so what happens in the gathering is a, is a certain strengthening uh, through song and prayer and sermon and fellowship mm-hmm. and supper yep. that you then take with you throughout your week um, in, in scattering. And, and I think maybe what I'm trying to get at here is that scattering will still involve strengthening your brothers, whether that Mm -hmm. be through checking in with people you saw on Sunday. Say, hey, I I saw that you didn't seem okay on Sunday. Are you okay? Mm. I saw something different in you. We we gather weekly. This is is one of the absolute beauties of gathering weekly, Mm -hmm. is if you see me every week over the course of three years, you're going to know what normal looks like for Josh. For Josh, not what normal looks like. Normal looks like for you, yeah, all right. And then you're going to notice what not normal looks like. Right. And you're going to be able to say, hey, brother, something seems to be weighing on you. Mm -hmm. Because I see you every week. I know what a normal Josh looks like. Are you, how can I support you? Right. Um, But that might happen when we're scattered, actually. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, uh, the idea of staying after in a large group of people to talk for 45 minutes is exhausting, or their kids are at an age where they need to get home. and. And right. so their, their strengthening of one another is actually going to happen scattered on Tuesday mm-hmm. or Wednesday. Um, and so I think that we start to, th- that's a helpful way to think. I, I might come together to be strengthened and then go out to strengthen. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what are your thoughts as far as maybe how the church gathered turns into the church scattered through the week? Yeah, I mean, every, every single week for the most part. Um, and I, I picked this up from a, a pastor that I had um, 
years ago, but I, I will I will say to the church when I dismiss them, I'll I'll, I'll say, uh, you are sent, hmm. right? So that's that's what I communicate to the church is that you're sent, and so what my last act in corporate worship is is to send the church. Now it might seem it might people might even think about it. it might might be somewhere like oh, okay whatever there he says that every week and that's fine. But if somebody just kind of takes that to heart, realize, okay, what is what is this guy doing? What is this guy doing? Once once he's done preaching, once he's done singing, when he says, "You are sent," what does that really mean? What does that that boil down to? And and it's what it is. It's an acknowledgement that you're not going to spend the next what is it, um, 168 hours? Is that what it is? In a week, yeah. something like that. Yeah. You're going to spend the next 166 hours in this building. You're simply not going to. Um, you know, you've you've spent most likely two hours in here this morning. But beyond that, I just did the math. It is 168 hours in a week. Well, there we go. I didn't want to. And I'm even four, tired right now. So four times this podcast. Yeah. We don't have any math. <laughs> but um, you know, so so let's say you've 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 cut out two hours at 168 already. It's 166 hours you have left. And so when I when I'm when I'm telling people you're sent, I'm telling people. I acknowledge that your your time is not going to be driven like it was right now. In fact, I I recognize that that, that what's going to happen over this next week is most likely going to be deliberately designed to undo what we just did in the, for the past two hours. And so the church scattered is very important, and 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 I try to model this as a pastor and as a person, because, you know, some of some of my most refreshing times. And I mean, Josh, you know this. I've known you for several years. We've spent a lot of different time together. We've spent time crying, spent time laughing, spent time angry, probably. I, I mean, just all kinds of different time together. But what sometimes what, all at the same time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we will cry so hard that we laugh. Uh, Josh will make me so angry that I get happy. I mean, these are the types of things that Josh will do for me. But, um, you know, what, what you find out, and, you know, each, each week we, we grab a meal together typically. And it's because in that time, you are actually in, in, and I don't mean to sound trite when I say this, but you're building relationship. And relationship, if our relationship, Josh, was simply transactional, so let's say our relationship was simply based on, okay, what information needs to be communicated this week to make sure that things go smoothly throughout the rest of the week? Mm-hmm. That would be a really stinky relationship because it shows no value of the other person. And what we try to cultivate on Sunday mornings is an awareness that the people in this room are incredibly valuable in God's sight and they're incredibly valuable to you so that as you are sent, what you're going to be doing is, is you have now the opportunity to use this as a launch pad to, to invest yourself and to be invested in by others who have been in this room with you and, and to see that this is really where the, where the real thrust of Christian living comes in. It's in the church, quote, scattered. Because the one and others, right? So we don't have a space on Sunday mornings for somebody to, to, to come up and ask forgiveness from somebody else for a wrong that they had done, Right? So if, if uh, you know, you've you got uh, Stan and, and he's offended Nick, we don't have a platform for Stan to get up on a Sunday morning and say, well, Nick, let's, let's uh, seek reconciliation here. The expectation is that Stan and Nick are there 
so that, you know, you, you shouldn't be able to be in that same room with somebody and still harbor that. And so when we, we, what happens when we take the Lord's table, we, we implore people, hey, please, please be reconciled in your heart. Mm-hmm. We assume that that reconciliation has occurred, if it has been necessary, has, been, has occurred outside of those hours. So as the church is scattered, what the church is doing is they're giving real opportunities then to put into practice what they've heard in the preaching of the word already and what they know of the Bible already toward one another. And, and so I just, I, I would say the most Im- invaluable thing for us as Christian people and how we, how we kind of split these categories, if, if you will, of gathered versus, versus scattered. I almost said splattered. Splattered would Whoa, not be a good splattered. thing. That's the splattered, yeah. Uh, gathered versus scattered um, is, is just to recognize that there's an identity that binds you together at all times. An identity, so, you know, for us, if you're a member of Downtown Mission Church, that is very serious, very real, belongs to you. And that identity, which we acknowledge together in corporate worship on Sunday, and it is vital for that refreshing of that identity every single week to occur, then that gets put to the test in the best of ways in the week ahead. And so to, to be scattered is to be given opportunities then to put God's word into practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and scattered does not mean isolated. Correct. It shouldn't be isolation, in it, fact. It merely means it's... You're not the same entity that you are when the unique gathering is happening. Like exactly. On, on Sundays, when we gather together, we're trying as best we can to picture something of the assembly of the saints that's going on now in heaven and will right. be for all of days, all pointed towards the Lord under his word and lordship, worshiping him because of his glory and our gratefulness to him. We're trying to embody that. Um, and you're just, we're just not the same entity when we're scattered, Correct. but that doesn't mean we're isolated. Right. Um, it really is like you're saying, it's a chance to put into practice uh, principles we've been reminded of. So uh, a huge part of the Christian life is just being reminded of things. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't come to the gathering each Sunday to learn new things necessarily. Uh, mm. You might learn new tidbits, but the, the thing you learn usually is just a reminder of mm-hmm. something. Hey, brother, remember, you right. are weak, but Christ is strong. Yep. Like that's a reminder. Um, and so you might come and we sang yesterday, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Mm. And you might've sang that with 80 other people and been reminded our King returns for his own. Mm-hmm. And then you go scatter and in your workplace, when you feel that unjust things are happening mm-hmm. or you feel lonely or whatever you feel, you remember our king returns for his own. Yes. Or you go to a Bible study and you get to remind and strengthen your sister by saying, sister, our king returns mm-hmm. for his own. Or you, you hear something from the news cycle and it seems like some sort of ruler in the world has power that he, that he is not... Exerting like a maniac, right? The king returns. And the so you've returns. been reminded of something that then you take out with you, you use to build... Uh, other Christians up, maybe you use to evangelize and share the good news of the king who returns for right. his own to a non-Christian. And that's what you do when you're scattered. Um, our fighter verse right now, we're, we're doing as a church fighter verses and our fighter verse is kind of what do you do when you're scattered? Mm. Let love be genuine, Romans twelve nine. Let love be genuine, abhor, hate what is evil, hold fast what is good, 
Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. Contribute to the needs of the saints. Seek to show hospitality. Mm. Um, and in, in scattering, you're, you're taking the truth of who you are, remembered in the gathering, and you're taking it with you. And, right. Uh, and when you go, you remember, oh, I need my love to be genuine mm-hmm. um, to the brothers and sisters. I need my love to be genuine to people who I don't love. <laughs> yeah, I that's can... the big part. Because when you scatter, you know, the, the gathering helps you identify the people you probably wouldn't be hanging out with otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. So when you scatter, you're reminded, okay, I gathered with these people that I may not even and we'll use like in the term, not because they're a jerk, but you may not like them because Certainly you just don't, don't like share like anything, you know, with them whatsoever. Like maybe when I'm scattered this week, I should call that little old lady who sits in the back row because she's scattered too. Mm-hmm. And she needs somebody to remind her that she's part of me. Mm-hmm. She's part of us. That's what she's part of. So I, I, I think it, it is... I, I I appreciate the fact you highlight that whole, you know, like, not like, that kind of thing. Because there are plenty of people I, I'd be happy to gather with all the time, right? It might be but, easy to gather with them. Exactly, exactly. Be very easy to, to do that. But but the point of the church is not to, to be around people that you simply find it easy to be around. The point of the church is to put things into practice around people that you have perhaps no desire whatsoever to spend time around and show so the power, show, so, so show, so show, so show. You just want to take the rest of the podcast to figure out. Yeah. What that means. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. And so show the power of Jesus. Are you looking for faux show? Faux show. Yeah. <laughs> you bring up a, a really wonderful point there, Chris, um, that it is the responsibility of all of the saints in the church to understand saints that might be in a unique life yes, stage. Yes, exactly. Um, and so married brothers and sisters need to be thinking about what it feels like to be scattered as a single person, as a divorced person, mm-hmm. as, a, um, as a widow, as mm-hmm. an empty nester. Um, yeah, and uh, older saints with kids out of the house can be thinking about what it's like to be scattered as a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something we didn't really get to touch on in using your gifts, which I think is really helpful here, is that mm. uh, when the church operates in an intergenerational capacity where we don't segment each other off into right. young adult ministry and golden years ministry and artificially scattering on a Sunday. Right. right. So when we don't segment ourselves off, what we have is uh, people in their seventies ministering to people in their twenties, people in their fifties. You ever ministry. benefited from that, Josh? Oh man, every week. Yeah. And, and you're so, a pastor. Yeah. And, and so what's helpful there is, um, I would, I would say particularly, I hear a lot of older saints who have regrets mm. about how they parented their children. Right. And so, but because they feel like that, that one thing is done, it's gone, and they feel like they did it poorly, what are they to do? Right. Well, learn from your mistakes and parent again. Yep. <laughs> you know, and, and there are many 20-somethings in the church that would crave to, to heed the wisdom of an older saint who wishes they would have done mm. something differently and now knows and can. I love, it's not, that, not that it keeps me from making mistakes, but I love when an older saint is able to say, wouldn't do it like that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because 
I don't know what I don't know. So when someone has 40 years on me and can say, probably going to go like this if you do it like that. Um, even you, I mean, you have 10 years on me. Yeah. And when, when you say, I've learned this in the past seven years, for me, I'm going, oh, maybe that's something I could learn in sure. two years rather than 10 years. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. A lot of this happens when we're scattered. You know, the, the um, retirement age couples that are able to help younger couples, the, the, the moms that get together in order to help one another mm-hmm. parent, those types of things are happening as we're scattered, but they're still really legitimate and beautiful parts mm-hmm. of the life of the church. Yep. Um, and so that's just an encouragement that those times are really fruitful and valuable. Uh, I really encourage anyone to use their home as much as possible. Yes, please. Um, invite people over for dinner. Um, use your backyard. We're, we're coming up on summer. Use your Maybe. backyard <laughs> as a place where the scattered church gathers. Yeah. And just say, hey, once a month, I'm going to have a f- campfire and I'm going to invite 70% people that it feels no- natural to invite and 30% people that maybe I wouldn't have invited otherwise. Um, Don't try to identify if you're invited, which group you might be in. But uh, yeah. You know, but I- I'm going to think about people who I normally think about and think about people who I might not normally yeah. think about. And uh, there's just so many different ways that from a Monday through a Saturday the church can be a scattered church that's still loving one another yep. with brotherly affection, outdoing one another and showing honor, contributing to the mm. needs of the saints. Uh, and that then makes the gathering so much more beautiful. Right. Yeah. Wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I, I know for us, we've done things like playing pickleball or softball, you yeah. know, and it's just everybody come, everybody play. We don't care if you're 11 or 12, you know, don't care if you're 75, just come, come do this because then Sunday mornings come and you're like, Oh, I remember having a good time with them. Yeah. I remember having a good time and, and look for the opportunities. And I, I do want to stress what you did, Josh, as far as hospitality, like hospitality is so important. And even if you can't be hospitable to the degree that you welcome people into your own home, maybe you live in an apartment uh, or your home life isn't exactly what you like it to be, or, or maybe you're a teenager or something and you just can't invite people over the way that uh, somebody who has their own home might have. Um, the ministry of hospitality is simply a ministry of welcoming. You know, it's welcoming people into uh, a life that Jesus is changing, mm-hmm. right? And so um, hospitality is, is a very important thing. And uh, really, that's what we, we even seek to do on Sunday mornings, is we seek for people to be hospitably received um, into corporate worship. So. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, someone organized a movie night at our church in Wausau, and... Uh, one, it was fun because it was a church event that I had no part in organizing. So it was like completely, yes. <laughs> completely done by someone else. And, uh, and I think they said something like 30 people showed up. And, mm. and what was cool is I'm sitting in the nursery getting some work done before the start of our gathered mm-hmm. service yesterday. And I hear brothers and sisters greet one another and say, we should have just had a sleepover if we were going to be here last night and this morning. Oh, boy. And, there you go. And it took me a minute to understand what they were talking about. And then I realized, oh, yeah, people just wanted to be together. They were here last night, night. Yeah. yeah. And then that fed their gathering this morning. Now, we do not, to be clear, support church-sponsored sleepovers of a co-ed nature. Because I'm just going to speak as a dad here. We want boy sleepovers and girl sleepovers. We don't mix the two. Just to be clear. Are your kids listening to the podcast? It, well, anybody. Any, I don't care if it's my kids, if it's a 75-year-old. We want to have good men's ministry and good women's, good women's ministry that might involve overnighters. But we don't do church overnighters with boys and girls. 
This episode of A Time to Think is sponsored by Chris the Hall Monitor. Yes, Chris the dad of six, yeah. <laughs> including five girls. As so. we used to say in youth group, what is like your one's red, one's blue, <clears throat> no purpling, something like that? I'm not familiar with that, but that makes sense. No purpling. That's all I remember is no purpling. And no purpling, purpling meant boys and girls can't go off on the, their own together. No greening, yellow and blue. Yeah. Two more primary colors. Uh, no oranging, yellow and red. So we just want we just want primary colors is what we want. No mixing. Uh, sure. Well, I sure do hope you tuned out before the last 30 seconds. <laughs> Three of minutes, podcast. yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if you didn't and you're still here, thanks for spending some time thinking with us here on A Time to Think. We've got some, I think, exciting things coming up in the next few weeks. We do. We have... We have Exciting. I'm excited. I don't even know what we're excited about right now, Josh. But I know we've talked about Chris, ideas that are Chris exciting is my ideas. Favorite. Yes, man. He'll just say he's excited if I yeah, say Yeah, exactly. No, we I think we've talked about miraculous spiritual gifts enough that we need to let our yes be yes and actually do that in our next podcast. Oh, yeah. And then we have some info about what's to come after that next podcast. Um be praying for us as we're doing this. You know, Paul Paul asks churches, the apostle Paul, to mm-hmm. pray for him as he ministers the gospel. And uh we ask that we would have uh, hearts and minds that are, are not self-righteous, that are not given over to sin, so that as we are hoping to think through things uh, and to help you think through things, that we would be pure and clear in our thoughts. And, and our helpful, hearts. right? And Just helpful. like Grimke. So pray for us. Uh, that would be yeah. greatly appreciated. And uh, you can keep praying all the way up until we spend some more time thinking together.